GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. We're live on Radio Gibraltar and also on GBC Television. And we've had some breaking news in the past few minutes. A former police officer has been arrested on suspicion of fabricating a note which supported an allegation against former Commissioner of Police Ian McGrail. The suspected fabricated entry into a police pocket notebook also supported an allegation against another police officer. The 36-year-old man was arrested this morning in his home. This is Gibraltar today. But what will Gibraltar tomorrow look like? We don't know. There are Spanish elections just around the corner. Um, Sunday, the 23rd of July, working from memory. Christina's Indeed. nodding yep. her head. Yep. Uh, good afternoon, Christina. <laughs> good afternoon. Um, comments from the Spanish Minister for the Interior. What, what, <clears throat> what did he say? What, what does it mean? So the Spanish Minister for the Interior gave uh, quite an extensive interview to Pablo Gomez of the Ario Aria. Some of it uh, obviously focused on La Línea specific issues such as concerns over narco, uh, you know, uh, drug trafficking. Mm. Um, of course, for us, the focus is, of course, what he had to say about Gibraltar. Uh, asked about the the worries, the major focus, of course, asked about the worries some here on the rock have about a change of government in Spain and what this could mean for the treaty. Uh, he said, first of all, this isn't going to happen. There's not going to be a change of government, but that if it did, it meant dialogue could disappear. He said that his government has been using dialogue as a sort of primary political tool um, and has been working towards a zone of shared prosperity between Gibraltar and the Campo. I believe we have a clip from him. Nosotros lo que hemos establecido desde el principio es el diálogo como herramienta política primera, necesidad de llegar a acuerdos, cada uno con sus necesidades, cada uno con sus características propias y evidentemente buscar a fin de cuentas lo que beneficia a uno y a otro. Sorry, Cristina, yeah. that was the voice of... That was uh, Fernando Grande Marlaska speaking to Paolo Gomez of the Ario Aria. And uh, yeah, he was saying the importance of dialogue in uh, what he characterizes as his government's way of doing things and of looking at uh, the, 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 the needs on both sides of a negotiation and trying to reach an outcome that benefits both sides, which is what he says his government has been working towards. Of course, the context of this interview, as you say, is an upcoming general election. So it is fair to say that he's making the case for keeping his party uh, the Pesoya in power, he heads the Pesoya list for the province of Gadis. Which is curious because I didn't know that... He, is he from Gadis, from the Gadis area? I believe not. I believe he's from the Basque country. Um, but and yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> He's the candidate for, for Gadis. Uh, yeah, and uh, so we, we as we've heard, the, the most recent polls or the polls show the Pepe ahead with the Pesoya still, although the Pesoya appeared to have gained, gained a little ground uh, in recent days, there was also a recent poll that found that over 60% of Spanish people are worried about the prospect of a coalition government with the far-right Vox Party. Mm. So um, That was a really dominant theme in the head-to-head um, that um, th- that we saw on, on, on Monday night on Spanish television between yeah. the PSOE leader and the PP leader. Their alliances have been the subject of, of contention, um, both on the, the socialist side and on the PP side. Um 
And coming back to the treaty as well, he says uh, that work is being done diligently to reach a treaty with the hope that this is reached very soon. Uh, he was asked about the uh, issue of Spanish supervision of Frontex at uh, entry points uh, in Gibraltar. And he said, without going into any details, that the EU law, uh, the rules that govern Schengen would be complied with. Um, he said the treaty has to be legal and practicable, and that's what they're working for. And he also emphasised that there's cooperation at the moment to minimise the effects of Brexit for citizens on both sides while we wait for those negotiations to be finalised. So no major revelation there in respect of um, the treaty no. and how it's going to work, no? as no. you'd expect. I mean, it's yeah. not the time. The, the, the Spanish political parties are focusing on trying to, to win an election. Absolutely. And, and we've heard time and time again that those, to, to, to a large extent, the negotiations have to happen behind closed doors. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's uh, what it is more than, I mean, it is an interview given in the context of what we're all waiting to, to waiting for, which is the 23rd of July and how that's going to turn out uh, for Spain and, of course, for Gibraltar. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. There's a charity that we want to tell you about. Generous Hearts has been working with vulnerable families in the community for years. Uh, but they say that now, more than ever, people on minimum wage or on benefits are finding it very hard to get the basic essentials, getting to the point of sometimes going without food. Um, so it's our pleasure to welcome to the studio to talk about this Daphne McGrail Trico and Patricia Reading by Este. Good afternoon to you, Daphne and Patricia. How are you? Good. Good afternoon to you, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about, uh, for somebody who hasn't heard, I mean, I've just done a little introduction, but mm -hmm. um, how, how did Generous Hearts start and, and what is the charity about? Well, the charity is about helping others, people in need, and we started way back a couple of years ago when people were asking for clothes, pieces of furniture, TV, so we would put it out to people and they would come, you know, and we would be able to donate all, all this, uh, all this uh, stuff. But uh, like you just said, lately, it's not just clothes and TVs and fridges and oven, it's food. Now we're talking about food, you know, people, like you just said, uh, going through a, a rough patch and not only the single parents, the um, people on benefit, but I think in general, uh, people are having a hard time. Everything's gone up, way, way up. And um, so... People are, are, are reaching to us and asking um, for groceries, you know, something hmm. that... Um, you hadn't previously had to help no, with? No, we hadn't. So what we're doing at the moment is that um, if families come and ask us for, for groceries, we were, were getting these uh, vouchers and uh, buying them, them them groceries. But all this comes, all this is bought by the, the the charity. Now the charity has no funds at all. In the sense, not no funds, but no, we don't receive donations from anybody. We do it as volunteers. We try and make the funds ourselves. Uh, bingos, uh, cardboard sales, which are very popular here in Gibraltar, where, mm. where again, I would like to say that people can buy secondhand stuff. I mean, we've got to use that. We, we've got to go for secondhand clothes. And, 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 you know, I mean, everything is so expensive. You go into Main Street, just buy a pair of shorts, T-shirt, flip-flop. And and everything is, you is, is sky high. You can't high. get it cheap nowadays. You can't no? get it cheap. And there's usually a lot of value still left in things that uh, that people are not using anymore. 
Uh, you know, people say, we've always said, oh, let's recycle plastic. But what about clothes? You know, we've got to recycle clothes, furniture. Um, if you don't want, I mean, a fridge, somebody else can use it. We don't need to throw it. You mm. know, we tend to get to get rid of good quality things and stuff which other people might might need. So for somebody who's just joining this uh, conversation now, um, we're here talking to Daphne McGrell-Trico and Patricia redding Ballester uh, about the charity Generous Hearts. And in recent months, you've had to support families who have been finding it difficult to send their children to school um, with, with a packed lunch that, uh, you know, that, that they've been so stretched financially and the prices have been going up nonstop that you've even had to support them by buying packed lunches to make yeah, sure that the yeah, children yeah. don't go to school without. We've heard right? that, you know, the kids have not been going to school and the reason has been because they cannot send them to school without, uh, without, without lunch. And if they go to school and they don't have lunch, they are sent back home. So, you know, um, that's... Uh, one reason why we need the, the vouchers and we need uh, funds for for the for the charity. Um, we've also been um, approached, by, approached by some schools as well, where they've seen families, you know, struggling a bit. And as generous hearts, we've gone in, you know, and we've been able to help uh, these families. So look up generous hearts on generous Facebook. generous hearts three three two which is our registration number. Because you're a registered charity. Yes, we are. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. It's All Systems Go at the Island Games in Guernsey and not just in a sporting sense. And I say that because there is a cultural exchange uh, and that's led by Guernsey Arts and it sees poetry, digital art and also a postcard competition all forming part of the cultural celebrations of the islands coming together. The Pocket Island Poetry Challenge asked poets to paint a picture of their island in words and a booklet has been produced with five Gibraltarian poems making the final cut. Congratulations to Melanie Soisa Stanieto, Mike Nichols, Angelica Vosco, Janet Pardo, Janet Pardo, and Giordano Durante, who all highlight different aspects relating to life on the rock. And uh, their poems include the topics The Bay, The Levante, Cloud and Winds, and also The Great Siege. And this one now is the piece by Mike Nichols, read by Mike Nichols. A view of my island poetically, Neanderthal man archaeology, dolphins and apes ornithology, an imposing limestone promontory, gaming insurance, funds and fintech, bunkering shipping and the odd wreck, doors to manual, completed cross-check, globe-trotting tourists on a sun deck, British political duopoly, linguistic Yanito monopoly, Covid-embattled economy, Calantita Pandolce gastronomy, Schengen and Brexit treaty concerns, Madrid, Brussels, London, meeting adjourns, political parties take it in turns, at school it's Shakespeare, Dickens and Burns, community culture migratory, colour nor creed discriminatory, Ambition to share our prosperity. Identity cast for posterity. Hosting the Games, edition 18, 
Covid impaired the years in between. On to Guernsey for number 19, a bailiwick welcome from those dressed in green. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.